0: This episode contains discussions of sexual abuse and sexual assault. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't mind a tingling spine or a lump in your throat, if you kind of get a thrill feeling the hair stand up on the back of your neck, or you just can't get enough of the eerie, turn down the lights, snuggle up with a blanket, and keep your feet tucked up safe. Because we've got a story for you. It happened. To a friend of a friend. Hi. Hi. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. You can officially say it. Because it is. Yes. How was your holiday? How was your winter break?
1: Just very boring. Same thing in lockdown. I haven't seen anybody. I haven't been out of my house in weeks. (laughs) Yeah, neither have I. It's been sad. And like I, my kids today, I was like, I just, I need to leave you all for an hour because you're making me crazy.
0: Yeah, no, I get
1: that. I'm on Zoom right now. I see you. Hi. Hi. and I and literally I haven't seen anybody so no neither have I I've seen zero people you're my person yeah where are people yay that's so funny because like we always are, like have to put not an effort but our lives are not like intersected we have to make a like a big effort to see each other right. before the podcast and now you're yeah. like now you're the person yeah I know <laughs> and this happened like months ago out of nowhere I know it was funny. crazy it was crazy so I'm Sarah and I'm Megan. And this is? It Happened to a Friend of a Friend. Yeah, we're just going to kind of jump right in. I know we usually
0: have a little bit more of yeah, banter, banter, but this is
1: a heavy episode. Yeah, there's a lot to there's cover. There's
0: a lot. I think my brain burst mm-hmm. when I was researching.
1: Well, you still look decent. You still Thanks. look pretty good for somebody who's my brain. mind blown literally.
0: Like there was a lot to go into. So for those who don't know, if you didn't listen to the last one, which I don't know why you wouldn't, because it was part one, we are going to get into part two to now dig it a little deeper into the nexium cult mm-hmm.
1: areas. And, and that's what last time I said I was like, this is like a soap opera. Something new comes yeah. to light constantly. So it's it doesn't have like a linear story.
0: It's always changing. Yeah. So what are you talking about today?
1: So I'm gonna talk about some of the other shady dealings that ha- kind of happened in the cult. So last week we talked a little bit about why it's a cult cults in general the mlms as well
0: yes hey hun how are you today (laughs) the hun
1: bots (laughs) (laughs) so now i'm going to talk about like some of the shady dealings. so a lot like a lot of people in this that had gotten out of the cult or a lot of people when the sex trafficking parts kind of came out were like did not see it coming because they really believed wholeheartedly and they had no involvement in some of the crazy stuff Right. But I'm going to talk about some of the other shady stuff that maybe went on, um, mostly pertaining to Keith Rainier.
0: Okay. I am probably going to say his name wrong on mm-hmm. my part because in my head when I was reading stuff, I think I was calling him Keith Rainier.
1: <laughs> I, I was too. Like, I think you naturally do that, right? But yeah. I, um, like Rainier is like a beer, like a crummy beer. And I was like, yeah, stick with that.
0: It's like, it's <laughs> like on the Simpsons, the, the actor is Rainier Wolfcastle. <laughs> Oh, is it Rainier? I think so.
1: Yeah. Oh. Um. On further inspection, these are loafers. Um. Do you, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This is what happens with another adults. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. The fact that you could even say that quote that is really funny. I feel like I haven't seen The Simpsons in so long. It's because your kids just started rewatching it, right? Oh my gosh! They're yeah. obsessed. Yeah. Obsessed. Yeah. That's- that's funny Do you really care if you do His name justice Like he's a POS No
0: but I just want people To, um, to know that I know I'm not saying it right And okay. I'm, I am sorry For those who want Accurate yeah. podcasting And storytelling So that's why I'm just
1: apologizing now I probably will say His name wrong I said that in one of the, maybe the last episode, I said, I, think I was like, did. I get yeah. names wrong. My mom is like a new, my mom is, she's not like a fee She's, she's a descendant <laughs> yeah. of a fee So my mom says a lot of things really, really, really irritatingly wrong. Really? Um. Yeah. And it's irritating for us, but we obviously are going to say things wrong. Yeah. Like she says h okay. i know i know in england they say h too but she says h drives me crazy
0: oh okay
1: says everything wrong like she speaks like a newfie interesting oh i mean i think newfie is derogatory sorry i just coming from my family it's okay i will forgive you yeah so it doesn't sound smart but it doesn't make you less smart if you don't necessarily pronounce things properly Yeah,
0: I just, I want people to know that I am aware that I'm pronouncing it wrong, so. Names are weird. Names are hard. Names are hard. Yeah. Not mine. It's.
1: Do people definitely say Megan wrong all the time? Like, I don't. Really? Yeah. Why do you say Megan wrong? Like, Megan. I don't know. People try to pronounce. (laughs) People try to pronounce the H that's (laughs) not even in my name. They want to make it sound fancier. Yeah, I don't know. Than it needs to be. I don't know. Maybe they speak Gaelic or Gaelic or whatever. See? Not good with words. (laughs) All right, let's uh let's get into it, I think. Yes, because yeah? I have the juicy bits. Uh, yeah. You do have the juicy I ha- I bits, do girl. I have the
0: juicy
1: bits. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to make a, a joke, too, like, oh, you have to do it because we don't want to climax too soon, but then I thought it was grossly inappropriate for all the stuff we're this about to talk about. This whole podcast to is probably inappropriate. Yeah. So. I did tell everybody, to like, fuck you last time, so. You
0: did? Yeah. How dare you? But also, that's okay.
1: I did tell my niece that we uh, talked about her, but I don't think she heard the episode yet. Uh, today, oh, she hasn't listened to it yet? And I'm not sure. Today is her birthday, and she did, like, uh, she was actually, did a little scavenger hunt and had a... Yeah, happy birthday. We're recording on your birthday. So
0: fun.
1: Okay, so I'm going to get into... There's a few things I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about basically the shady dealings or shady happenstances with basically Keith and some of the other people in Nexium would have been involved as well. But like I said, a lot of people were ignorant to things that were going on. So one thing I'm going to talk about is obviously this group dealt with a lot of mental health. We talked about indoctrinating and how from very early stages of getting in, your kind of your mind is being altered. Um, You're being brainwashed, essentially. And there were a couple of suicides that were involved with for people that were involved with Nexium. You know, the victim... It's always sketchy talking about victims. This is all with respect and to kind of shine a light for them since they were unable to stand up for themselves. So the first one was Kristen Snyder. And in 2003, after a 16-day Nexium intensive, Kristen Snyder left an Anchorage hotel where the training was held. That was the last place she was seen. She had driven to Resurrection Bay, where it is believed she took her kayak out to intentionally capsize or sink it. There was a note found inside her Tacoma, and some of this is quotation but I'm going to cut it a little shorter than the actual note. But she does mention, I attended a course called Ex- Executive Success Programs, aka Nexium, based out of Anchorage, Alaska in Albany, New York. I was brainwashed and my emotional center of the brain was killed slash turned off. I still have feeling in my external skin, but my internal organs are rotting. And then um, she says to contact her parents if they find it. And then she says, I am sorry, life. I didn't know I was already dead. The other thing she did, wrote was no need to search for my body her body was never found and keith claims that this was a hoax that she's wrote the note and took off went to mexico but prior to or not prior to this people she had notes that she had written in her journals and stuff as well as her spouse and people she knew her sister had said that since she started taking these nexium courses she had gotten a little bit dark a little bit depressed and like her whole demeanor changed she changed as a complete a different completely different person so it's a little sketchy i mean obviously they are doing emotional and mental warfare and then there's there's some foul play that they talk about but the most important part of this is that it does mess with people Basically. So the second, <laughs> it's like you're just like dead air over there. There's
0: a lot. No, I'm just listening. There's just a lot to take in.
1: So the there's another suicide, and this is gonna kind of segue into my next. The next thing I want to talk about of a woman named Gina Hutchinson, and she died in 2002 at the age of 33 of a self-inflicted gunshot to the head while she was at a Buddhist monastery. Okay, go. She had. <laughs> there's not a lot on on this. Like you said, it's the the information is kind of all over, and it's so deep. It's kind of hard to to get really into them. It twists and Um, turns. Yeah, it does quite a bit. She had apparently accused Keith of statutory rape at the age of fifteen, and she he basically knew her parents and had developed this full relationship with her. He'd known her since she was younger than fifteen, I believe, and he claimed that she was spiritually older than her biological age. That was his defense. Okay. She kind of had spiraled out. I wonder
0: out. what my spiritual age is.
1: I feel like it's younger. than, Because <laughs> you're so fun.
0: I am. I'm so full of life.
1: Exactly. So I feel like your <laughs> spiritual age is either young or so old. Like, you know, when you get so old, you just don't care anymore and you're fun again. Yeah. You could be that spiritual age. That
0: could be me. Yeah. I'm so old. I just don't care.
1: Yeah. Still not an excuse to have a relationship with somebody
0: Absolutely <laughs> young. No, I'm not excusing that.
1: Um, He was. I believe he was younger at this stage as well. Again, I'm not making an excuse. I believe he was in his 20s with this one. But she had again, some emotional issues from this and had committed suicide. There was, I don't believe there was a no note. There wasn't a lot of information about it. So a lot of these things had been hushed up. He basically, and I'll talk a little bit about them, he was backed by two very wealthy heiresses and they put gag orders on everything all the time. So these allegations started to come out quite a while ago. Obviously she had had spoke out about it and died in 2002. So these are old allegations that were hushed up, which is probably also why you can't get really deep in information. So that being said, that kind of brings us into the children so Keith apparently liked them young there were one of the things. some of what got hushed up which is really scary was the fact that he people had come out and said that he had sexually assaulted or sexually abused them from young ages
0: oh okay
1: and I think there were three that testified at his trial he was actually quoted and you can see it in I believe it's in seduced one of them where he says like he just excuses the behavior I know that he in some of the documentaries he talks about rape very like basically victim blaming in in terms of rape and I get that it can seem empowerment to claim your victimization and say like I wasn't a victim you know what I mean but not that way he's presenting it as like you're only a victim because society told you you were a victim because somebody told you you were a victim
0: yeah and when he all it's all in their head kind of thing society is telling you this yeah
1: so he's quoted as saying as having said some little children are perfectly happy with it until society tells them otherwise Oh, some little children are happy with it. That's creepy and creepy, and not even like teenagers. He said like little children. There is a a quote where he talks about raping babies. What? Yeah, and he says like imagine like a man from his like of the but who's purely of the body and it's just about sex and how it like feels good is that how he sounds not at all what
0: you just did right there but
1: in (laughs) in my head when he talks about his douchey stuff and he uses his like man nature that's what he sounds like to me like just total bullshit and he says that voice yeah and he says like and he just like says like picture it just feels good it's just a piece of flesh like oh there's a steak oh, there's a baby. Like, fuck it. Like, it's so gross to watch. It's just so disturbing. And he's like offering classes on this bullshit. So clearly he really doesn't differentiate between an adult and a child when it comes to sexual activities. Yeah. So one of the people who testified was named Camilla and she was... 15 when he was 45. Ew. Yeah.
0: I'm just going to say ew.
1: Yeah. He met her when she was 13 um, and her family was heavily involved in Nexium. They're from Mexico. He's has his in in Mexico as well. He was trying to get political families that he had. And he spoke. I saw some of the things and he was very influential and in the way he speaks with them about poverty and money and stuff is very interesting, but he, he hooked them in pretty good. Anyways, Camilla was groomed and was told to kind of keep their relationship a secret when they started having a sex relationship, but I think her family must have known eventually. He did have photos of her and he was due to the photos of her and one of her sisters, he was actually charged with child pornography. And they had a twelve year relationship. So kind of long, but she was deep in Nexium. Her family was deep in Nexium. I don't think she was really able to get out. And she, you will talk about it, but she was also in DOS.
0: Yes, I will get into the twisty turny tale of DOS. Yes. Which Made my mind explode. Because there's so
1: much. So much. And her... Two of her sisters were involved with him as well. One of them had a son with him and is in living with her son in Mexico and then the other one I'm going to talk about soon she was actually held captive by him yeah it's kind of really screwed up crazy held captive actually and there was an anonymous one she was one of the first whistleblowers she I don't know if she was, it says that her name was Rhiannon but I thought that she was anonymous again all this crap is so confusing it's just like smoke screens everywhere she was 12 when her relationship with him started oh that's nice mm-hmm. and oh, it was an,
0: like that yeah,
1: it's so disturbing. It's so gross. Oh my god! Like I, I've talked to my spouse about it before, and I was like, you know, I, I didn't have sex until a little bit later. Like I was eighteen. I think I was eighteen. I was 18. Oh, don't be ashamed. I was nineteen. Yeah. And I told him like I had had boyfriends or whatever, but I wasn't emotionally prepared for sex before I had it. Like I was not in the mindset. And at 12, before 16 even, I was not emotionally capable of dealing with sex. I think
0: at 12 I was still playing with Barbies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like it just wasn't, you're just emotionally not capable of it. You All of the aspects and understanding of it. Her mom worked for Consumers Byline. So we talked about the MLM last week. Yes and consumers byline offered free tutoring for kids of the the employees okay. and so her obviously her mom was like yeah let's cash in on that sign
0: her up for that mm-hmm.
1: and keith's girlfriend actually had her walk the dog her dog as well twice a day and um eventually a sexual relationship ensued um they had they talked it's just gritty as gross i don't think you need details but they had sex at his townhouse and in the consumer byline office Ew. Yeah, just awful. She actually filed a report in nineteen ninety three and it was hush hushed. Oh. Again. Okay. Because a lot of money buys a yes, lot of people. Exactly. Everything is hush
0: hush with this, I'm finding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, and I'm gonna talk about that in a, in a second too, why that happened. She had a lot of issues too. She like ran away because she didn't feel protected and stuff like that so she kind of had a lot to deal with as well and she didn't testify at his trial because they didn't even need to hear from her okay (laughs) um but she was willing to i believe and the other kid we're gonna she wasn't really a kid the relationship it does say that her the relationship started when she was 18 but she was camilla's sister um she goes by Daniela. i don't believe that's her real name they started a sexual relationship after she developed feelings for another man like a an appropriate man Mm mm-hmm her age he had her confined to a room in her parents house okay
0: and this as is someone pe- her age yeah okay
1: as penance basically he's very big on penance like when you yeah. I think did I talk about the one girl who had left like was sleeping in a dog bed beside their bed because she had to do penance for like dishonoring her husband so you can say whatever you want to say but at the end of it there is all this crazy stuff that they were doing willingly yeah. Because they felt that they deserved it. They felt that they needed to do the penance for um their weaknesses. So yeah, so she didn't leave. Like she did self-confine originally and mm-hmm. she continued to stay confined because she really believed that she had to do penance for her behaviors and okay. Stayed she there was just a mattress in there. She was still expected to have sex whenever he wanted it basically. Uh, apparently all the sisters that were involved had had abortions, had gotten pregnant and or had abortions at some point in time. Okay. We, I just said one of them had a kid with him and then when she was no longer to, like willing to participate and willing to do this, um she was actually dropped off at the Mexican Mexican border with no paperwork. Oh my goodness. So not even so like no passport no passport nothing, no nothing. License. um I did read somewhere that her father was maybe helped like maybe dropped her off as well but I don't know that's conjecture that was on one of the websites mm-hmm. so I'm not totally sure about that I don't want to point the finger but she did testify to the rest of it she was also she had a watchdog basically, and the watchdog was Lauren Salzman.
0: Okay, yes, um, I if you heard that about, yeah. From my research, I recognize it. Yeah, so
1: she is Nancy Salzman's daughter. Yes. She had kind of a relationship with Keith. Well, obviously she had a relationship with Keith as well. Um, I she, think
0: everybody did.
1: Yeah. She's, All the people did. She's a member of, of DOS and she was seems to be quite manipulated and manipulative. I, uh, apparently Keith was promising a child for her because she was only yeah, allowed so to I have a that. Yeah. Like many, she was only allowed to have a relationship with him. Yeah.
0: He kind of held that over her.
1: Yeah. So if you do this, you can blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So she was Daniela's pretty much go-to. She was the one who brought Daniela food and checked on her and took care of her son. But Daniela was completely kept captive, away from the world for two years. Just, just crazy shit, basically. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm yawning not because you're boring, just because it's been a long day.
1: So no, that's okay.
0: If you see me yawn, it's not because I don't want to hear what you have to say. It's just homeschool's getting to me.
1: I know. Getting I getting to me, so I didn't even notice, but that's okay.
0: Okay, I'm sorry.
1: Lauren Salzman was found guilty of ra- or did plead guilty to racketeering. Okay, that's one of some of the charges. I don't believe she's been. Fully charged yet. I don't know. Again, ever evolving, so Always
0: changing. Wheels are always in motion.
1: So some of the, um, I know you're going to talk a little bit about Lorna as well, so some of the um, reason all of this went away was because of the money backing. So very early on, he had kind of lured these the Bronfman sisters, and if you've never heard of them, they are heiresses to Seagram's, which is a yes, liquor company. Yes, I heard. Yeah.
0: I, re- I read stuff about them too. Yeah. I did a lot of reading this week. <laughs> More than I've ever done for this podcast.
1: Well, buckle up, because I have a feeling there will be other circumstances.
0: Oh, I'm sure there will. This was like the first big. The first big
1: one, because the other ones have been kind of more silly and fun. Yeah. Um, And this is heavy. I I didn't really realize, because we had never recorded a podcast and did research on our own, besides like rolling through things and and what you kind of rack up on your own is having to like put it into words and put it into like present it to somebody else it's yes. crazy exactly yeah so the Bronfman's come from the Seagram's Liquor Company and they I don't know if they still have it in their profile or their portfolio but they have sold Absolute Vodka, Captain Morgan's so some big names a lot of money yeah. and also so there's a lot of Canadian links here which is funny because that's our home and yeah. a lot of times we were talking about these things.
0: Our home and native land. Yes.
1: Um, it is. I mean, Nexium's headquarters are, is in Albany, which is a stone's throw away from our border, which mm-hmm. we're, okay. we live close to the border. And then the Seagrams is actually, the their father is actually originally from Montreal. Seagrams okay. is originally from Montreal as well. So there's a little bit of that Canadian connection. And they were philanthropists. So the ethical and philanthrop- philanthropy part of <laughs> Nexium. It's like you um, have to practice saying words. I know, it's crazy. It really did appeal to them. And they really did, I think, at, at points, believe that they were doing good. Yeah. But they basically funded the whole thing. Um, okay. Some of the frauds or some of the um, charges were were fraud, racketeering, mm-hmm. uh, wiring money, just crazy stuff. Keith actually didn't, wasn't, he was vanguard was his title. He wasn't actually an affiliate of the company. So his hands technically wouldn't be dirty of fraud or any money, la- like anything. Not laundering, but any money issues and but he still like would get checks and income and stuff like that and they paid for lawyers they are the people they funded like um the gag orders they funded investigations into people who left so that they could kind of hold it over their heads the the lawyers who try to sue everybody else who left just Mm -hmm. everything everything and so some of the reasons these sexual uh, misconduct allegations were hushed up was because of them and they should realize I think that's the end of the day money is money and you they have a lot of money and who cares but at the end of the day they helped young women to even after they were victimized even after they were raped and assaulted they shut them up yeah which is just like shame on you Basically, shame, 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 shame on you. (laughs) And I don't think that they are truly evil people. I don't know if they know knew about DOS. I have a feeling that everybody was sleeping with him, though. Like, oh,
0: from what I read, it sounded like everybody, yeah, had a bedside beside Keith.
1: So originally, like, I think a lot of them had said originally when they first joined and stuff, they were like he was like celibate. He was Mm -hmm. above sex. So, a lot of people, that's kind of what they thought of him. And I look at him and I'm like, okay, I don't get the sexual. But again, sexual charisma comes when you're around somebody. Right. As well as like before, like we talked last time, before you even meet him, he's got the status. And you always find a man of power sexy, no matter what. Like the ugliest man. I don't
0: know about them.
1: There is a pretty hideous man in the world right now. And he has had beautiful wives. I don't know yeah, if you know the one I'm, I'm referencing.
0: Not, I'm, I'm not one of those people that goes for it. Like I don't care how no, much no, no. power you have.
1: Me either, but people do, right? Like you've seen not so great looking and not so appealing or even character appealing men with gorgeous women and what is yeah. it, right? It's the power, it's the money, it's the was kind of aloof and he was just played off as a king, right? He's the king, he's the cult leader.
0: First you get the sugar, then you get the power, then you get the money. <laughs> yeah. It's another Simpsons book.
1: <laughs> um i just feel bad for generations that also be, didn't grow up it with it
0: scarface or something that something like that's from i've never seen that movie but i feel like that's from that
1: i mean the simpsons is really intelligent because it spoofed a lot of oh, really absolutely. intelligent yeah. things that's <laughs> that's like, i know that that's not like simpsons, simpsons. i yeah. know it's
0: spoofing something else but yeah. I, I don't know what it is i think it might be scarface i don't know write to me at me whatever
1: yeah i don't care <laughs>
0: Anyway, sorry.
1: No, that's okay. And I know. like
0: on pop culture,
1: tendons. I know, but we need to have like a little lightness in here because I, I really just pointed the finger at and these you know girls what? like really rudely. But I'm not good care.
0: with heavy, so I always interject fluff. <laughs>
1: I know I'm not good with heavy I I think I made a joke at one point for you and I was like
0: I'm always inappropriate
1: sorry I always
0: make awkward jokes yeah
1: not good times yeah because I try to lighten the mood and I don't know what to say Uh, yeah it's not no yeah a friend of mine's having like oh I I told her to listen to this but she's having a tumor removed and she can't she told me like she didn't have hearing in her left ear and I was like and she can't really her eyesight's it's affecting her eyesight and stuff Mm -hmm. hopefully she's having it removed this month hopefully all's good yeah um shut out I love you girl you know who you are and (laughs) she I was like I started a podcast if you want to listen with your one good ear and then I was like is that I'm sorry if that was rude and she was like no I need like humor it's all good and if you don't like that stuff you probably shouldn't be my friend no exactly so let's get into the next kind of chapter TBD type thing okay There's going to be a documentary coming out pretty soon where they're
0: putting out on HBO Max because I don't get it. I know. I I think I've said it like several times because I feel like every time I edit, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've said it again that I don't have HBO Max.
1: I know. You have to. (laughs) Do you have to edit that out? No. Why? No. HBO Max. Okay. I don't know how things work. You just like order it for a month and then cancel it. You just binge watch what you need and then you cancel it after that month. Yeah, I should do that. Just because you got to. There's shit you got to watch. Um, I don't know where this documentary is coming up, but it's looking into the suspicious death nexium. And it does include those two suicides that I had talked about. Mm-hmm. So their family members will probably be talking and a, a little bit about that. There was also a quote. I don't have it, but he quoted somewhere like I've had people killed. Oh, I'll look it up during yours. But like, yeah, OK, it's there's a there is a quote about it that because he was filmed constantly. I don't know why I would I don't, his ego was just so he was so narcissistic that he thought he would never be caught so much so that he would say some of these things fully recorded. Yeah. You know? So two so aside from the suicides two women who he lived with who lived with them who were like long term quote girlfriends mm-hmm. died from cancer. Okay. And you never want to say things about cancer, but a living associate of his who, again, resided with him Mm -hmm. where he had control of their food. And they tested their hair and found it contaminated for heavy metals, Oh, um, which they associate with long-term poisoning.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: There are two, uh, Barbara Jeske, I don't know if I said that right, again, and Pam Kaffritz, who's been with him since the early days, both died of cancer. And I'm not making that accusation. I'm just saying that they are looking into that as a... The possibility because mm-hmm. this guy had obviously known no bounds hope he listens one day
0: there's so many podcasts about him <laughs> it's
1: never I, gonna I happen we will get through all of them but we're more entertaining we truly and are. we're wrapping it wrapping it up in two episodes exactly so. <laughs> um and
0: probably under an hour
1: each <laughs> yeah Hopefully. So yeah, so we... if well, you hurry up, we will. I know, that's that's the end of it. That's the end of it. We're good, but it's just a lot. I tease
0: because I love you. know that, right?
1: No, I talk for days.
0: It's okay. I, I don't want people to think I'm being serious. I need I, you to stop me. I'm very sarcastic sometimes, so...
1: I'm, I'm all good, and I am actually done. That was my last. My TBD, suspicious deaths or murder.
0: Ooh, to be continued. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Yes.
1: But I am going to talk a lot during your it's
0: okay it's all right because i know that you love this case and
1: I, it's just like i said it's just like a crazy ass drama it doesn't end now murder's involved sighting
0: and not it's terrible it has it's got everything it's got everything
1: so let's talk about the um oh my goodness. Woo, the, um, here we
0: go okay
1: what so everybody wants to hear
0: i am gonna talk about allison mack dos and her involvement in dos. Her involvement in dos like I think I kind of kept that brief just cuz dos itself is a whole thing and I kind of gave like a biography of her just in case people don't know who she is yeah. or where she came from. And then I have like and I know and I know I say I say this all the time. It, there's definitely deeper I could have gone with this. I just I was trying to figure out how to organize it all. Yeah. Tough. How to put it all together. I was trying to come up with like some kind of linear way of telling all of this.
1: Yeah. There and there are podcasts that are like full podcasts of this, not just two episodes. Exactly. So. And
0: we are like small potatoes just trying to get this through. Yeah. <laughs> so I totally understand. As I always say, I am scratching the surface on this, and it's if it's not the deep dive that you want, like you said, there are
1: podcasts tons, yeah, on this. Yeah, so if I like am talking and interjecting too much, give me a death stare, like just like a, like a cat hiss. Yeah, like let me know. Okay. Okay. So
0: I don't usually do my sources because usually it's just like fluffy Wikipedia or whatever, but this one I had to use a lot. <laughs> So I used an article from Film Daily. I used some articles from Rolling Stone. I didn't write them down, so I'm sorry I can't say what they're called. I used an article from the New York Times. I did use Wikipedia. Um, I used IMDB just to get stuff on Allison
1: Mack. There's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot because it's big news right now. I I used all of those as well in my kind of backup. Yeah.
0: I think there was a, there was another site called The Cut. I think it was called. I used like an article from that.
1: I used Buzzfeed, the crime one. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Yeah. We got your articles. Okay.
0: And I didn't really use a lot of names when I go into DOS just because I find for me personally, when people are giving names, Mm -hmm. I find it becomes confusing and muddled. Yeah. So really the only name I'm going to use is Keith's and Allison's. Okay. So if you want to interject with a name, yeah, like there was, if I need to. was it Sarah Edmondson? Yeah. So she's like one of the key whistleblowers that a lot of the articles that I was reading, it was her telling the story kind of thing.
1: Her brand was the first you saw. Yes. And Lauren Salzman, who I just mentioned, was heavily involved.
0: Yes, and then Nancy Salzman.
1: I don't know if she was involved. I don't think Nancy Salzman.
0: She. I don't think she was involved in DOS. DOS. But she was involved in like kind of. Recruiting recruiting allison mac at one of yeah. the other yeah things so yeah. that was kind of her involvement in oh she's the,
1: she's a, she's the one who's in in charge of all of the indoctrination basically she's the one who yes. created the brainwashing yes like which by the way let's start with saying dos didn't start when this cult started this nexium had been around for a very long time yes. and these people who got involved with dos were had already been programmed for ye- most of them for years
0: yeah so yeah so i'm sorry i don't have names only okay. because i find too many names makes things too confusing it's too much it's too much for me yeah because <laughs> then i'm listening to podcasts and i'm like who is this person i yeah. don't so i just want i just have kind of the facts
1: but hers comes up all the time because she's a yes. huge part of dos yes and the sex trafficking so go for it
0: okay so first we're going to start with allison mack did you ever watch the teen drama smallville
1: of course i did you did okay I also um <laughs> Kristen crook is a local girl who plays lana no not lana other one.
0: Um she's Lana Yeah, Lang. Lana. Yeah, Lana. Lang, but not yeah. Lane. Yeah. Lang. Yes.
1: Yeah. So yeah, so she She's local. She's from she's from Niagara. Is she really? Yeah. Oh, I, didn't know I danced was... with her her sister danced at my school, at my dance school. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Well, I started watching it when it was sort of well past its TV days. I wasn't really drawn to it in its original run, but four years ago, I just started watching it on Crave, and I kind of binged the whole thing. And within a few weeks, my favorite season was season four because Jensen Ackles is in that mm. from mm-hmm. Dean Winchester in, Smallvi- in Small in Supernatural. Yeah,
1: which you have not, which you have brought up multiple times.
0: Yes, I love Jensen Ackles. Anyway, so that was my favorite season because he was in that. So anyway, on the show, Clark Kent has this. Funky, kind of know it all getting in business sidekick named Chloe. And she is played by Allison Mack. So, Allison Mack, where did she come from? And how did she go from, like, adorable teen actress to being a main player in, like, a creepy sex cult? Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Allison Kristen Mack was born in Germany on July 29th, 1982. She moved with her family to Long Beach, California when she was two years old. Her parents are American, but were in, the- but her father was an opera singer and was performing in Germany at the time. Okay. And I figured that you were going to ask me why she was born in Germany, if they're american so that's why i wrote that down who knows because sometimes you ask me those questions and i don't know the answer i don't
1: know i feel like maybe her mama had like a craving for schnitzel or
0: well the reason is her dad was an opera singer okay (laughs) he was performing there so now you don't have to ask me that question all right anyway she started acting when she was four um she was in ads for a german chocolate company when she was seven she started school at the young actors space in los angeles she had a few small roles and guest spots in movies and on tv before she landed the role of chloe on smallville and side note her character is an original creation for the show but it was introduced into the dc comic world in 2010
1: so after okay so
0: after so they like wrote her into the actual okay she Um, was that dynamic she was yes she was a series regular for nine seasons and she received there were
1: nine seasons was nine
0: seasons yeah i liked it but i definitely stopped watching well no i think she was well she was a regular for nine seasons i think there might have been 10 seasons though and she was on it for nine all right yeah so yeah so she received two teen choice awards for best sidekick and she even directed an episode in season eight after smallville she had a recurring role in the show wilfred with elijah wood and so that's kind of the cold notes on allison but
1: but that's what happened with people like with some of the people who got involved in nexium is then where do you go from there right she's a rising star she maybe had a little bit of a sometimes when you're on these hit tv shows you it's hard to get taken seriously and so well, she's and looking go, for the next step I, right and I go
0: into a little bit more about how she came across like, oh perfect and stuff. okay perfect i do that later okay great right now i just wanted to give sort of a little biography overview her in case people don't know who she is so we talked about Allison now we're gonna kind of get into DOS <laughs> and again scratching the surface people
1: oh yeah because there's this, a lot <laughs> this goes so But far. I think that's the thing is a lot of times people are like I talk about Nexium, they're like tell me about it and I was like I don't know where to start so exactly, this is a good yeah. starting point this is <laughs> telling you why is a sex call let's go
0: DOS is a secret women's group under the Nexium umbrella and it stands for Dominus Obisquious sororium. I'm sorry if I say any of those words wrong. I'm not good with Latin. It's all good. (laughs) So it kind of translates to master over slave women is basically how it kind of translates to... Mm -hmm. The group started as a place where women were to gather and empower themselves. While on the surface, it seemed like the group was full of good intentions. The group quickly evolved or devolved, however you want to look at it, into a high control group with a simulated master-slave relationship to instill discipline. The problem was that these were not just simulations. They were real and they involved blackmail, extortion, and sex trafficking. As discussed in our first episode, I'm just going to call him Keith because I don't know. That's what I do too. So I'm just going to call him Keith. Keith is the mastermind behind Nexium, but he denies any involvement with DOS. This denial has been contested as tapes have surfaced with him instructing how to control and how everything would work. Mm-hmm. So I had a hard time trying to put this information together logically. I think yeah. I already said that. So, and I, like I said, there's many pieces, many players. I'm going to go over kind of the basic... Points mm-hmm. of it and the basic informations of it.
1: So basically, like the elite women were told there is like a secret society yes. within Nexium where it's just us women and we're going to empower the shit out of each other. Yes. Basically, that's it. But you, your next part, you're going to say. Yeah,
0: no, that's okay. DOS itself was, it was very highly micromanaged members would have to check in with their masters numerous times a day they had to ask if masters needed anything if they needed any various errands done they were also pushed to recruit other women within dos slaves one of the one of the first steps they received belly chains after they gave their collateral which i'll go into collateral in a I little did. bit and these belly chains symbolized a vow that women made to keep so that was kind of the first step, I guess, of like their branding. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now the collateral. This was basically blackmail that women had to provide before a new member was even told about DOS. So before you even knew what was happening, you yeah. had to give this collateral. I got
1: something. Do you want to know? But if it's so secret that exactly. I can only tell you this big secret if you show me a big secret, exactly. or tell me a big secret.
0: Yes. So before they even knew what hit them, they were telling them big secrets. The information had to be anything that would pretty much ruin and devastate the person if it was released. So if they had like incriminating photos or videos, any kind of like family secrets, anything like to do with their husbands, their kids, coworkers, anything that would ruin their lives if it were to get out. That is what they had to give as collateral. If they broke their vow and told about the organization, they would be punished basically with their secrets being told.
1: Yeah. And I think they said, like, if you don't even even if you don't have anything big, big enough, you have to make it up on camera, make it yeah. real.
0: Yeah, because I think, enough one, to doubt somebody else's I think reputation. one of the players made up something about her husband or something yeah. like that. And yeah. it wasn't true, but she needed to have a secret. Yeah. When you were recruited, you were a slave and your recruiter was your master. Each master had six slaves and new slaves were encouraged to recruit their own six slaves. So like an MLM within... <laughs> an MLM. What do you think that recruiting Hey Hun Facebook message sounded like? (laughs) Hey Hun, do you have secrets? Hey Hun. Because I have a secret for you. The point of this master and slave relationship was presented to these women as a way for them to be accountable for any goals that they wanted to achieve. So if they wanted to lose weight, if they wanted to make more money, uh, the collateral was collected once a month as a way to intimidate them and therefore motivate them to achieve these goals. Some women were told to have sex with Keith or other members of Nexium as Part of like this master slave.
1: I didn't know about other members of Nexium. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure that's out there, obviously, it, it said but it yeah. It's in one of the articles. Whoa. I don't know. Fun. Yeah, it said it. I believe it. Okay,
0: <laughs> yes. Next is the branding. Like cattle, they had to be branded. So the branding was supposed to, it was looked at as a way of connecting all the women so it felt more like a sisterhood like a sorority they would all have this mark on them and they would know that they were part of like this secret inner society of Mm -hmm.
1: like okay (laughs) yeah no go ahead like when you talk about branding like cattle yeah you brand something Mm -hmm. you own yeah so slaves were branded yep animals are branded Yep. that's it that's all that's branded if you were going to torture and something to somebody you would brand them that's it yep. that's it that's the only time you're branded
0: well not that just also in dos <laughs> but also here yeah as a sisterhood <laughs> yes as and i'm not
1: of- like they just really believed it so i'm not i'm not saying that they're stupid or whatever like i just th- i think that they really believed that but to us we're like you dumb fool
0: yes so I have to keep taking breaths because there's just I know this was lot. me last week. This, this was is me for the last lot. one.
1: Yeah, it's a lot.
0: Okay. Um, so yeah, so they were branded to be connected part of a sisterhood. The women were brought to an unknown location, which some of them eventually figured that it was Allison's home. They were stripped and had like all their phones and communication taken away. They had to ask to be branded in order to make it seem like they were not being coerced into this. Yes.
1: So they and had also to because, ask for it. And also because they were being videotaped for yes. The Ultimate Master. so Yes. Yeah.
0: So they had to ask for this branding. Mm-hmm. The collateral they had, they had provided, made it difficult to say no because they knew that they would be exposed. That information would be exposed if they said no or if they didn't yeah. agree to it. The brand itself was supposed to represent the four elements like earth wind sky water Mm -hmm. kind of thing but it actually resembles keith's initials and some people say it even represents allison max
1: initials so there is the recording there's a recording of him coming up with it and saying it's actually k-a-r for even his middle name so he actually admits that it is his initials
0: yes it's important to remember that these women didn't just one day decide to brand themselves and become sex slaves. Mm-hmm. They were groomed, they were lied to, and they were manipulated. Mm-hmm they got to a point where getting the brand and becoming a slave was the lesser of the evils.
1: Mm-hmm. Because. Especially if you had collateral that could hurt a family member. Exactly. Someone you really care about and love about like deep down inside you can't beat that out of somebody.
0: Exactly. And like I said at the beginning of this they didn't know what they were going into. They didn't know no. what they were giving this collateral for. They just knew that to become part of this inner secret society they had to give this collateral and then that's when all this went down. It
1: gets. It gets. Well that's what it, it starts right like it's like the indoctrination started from their day one of their things and it's a very slow thing and it's the same thing with the sex part yes you know all of a sudden there it turns into sex with their master and that's not what they signed up for yes they signed up for self improvement
0: now how does this seemingly sweet allison mack the adorable bff of teenage Clark kent play a part in all of this allison has described herself as a constant learner And her friends have even said that she's a little naive. Like she kind of, she even says herself, like I didn't go to university, I didn't go to college, I'm always wanting to learn, I always want to find something that's, going to give me that something extra. In 2006 she attended a Jeunesse seminar. It was like a women's movement workshop under again the Nexium umbrella. It was actually her co-star Kristen Kriak, uh, Lana Lang, who brought her there and Kristen has since left Nexium. She left years before any of this and she has stated that she's had no involvement.
1: Yeah with I DOS. think she just did a couple workshops.
0: Yeah yeah she she didn't get like totally into it. So, Keith met with Mac and sent her to a training facility sort of outside Albany and then kind of brought her back to the Albany main office. And I guess it was sort of out of character for Keith to just pick somebody and bring them in and, like, at least at that time. Yeah. It was sort of out of the ordinary. Her appeal was basically like her celebrity status. Mm-hmm. She she was looking for something new in her life. She was comfortable in front of the camera and she could easily sell Nexium, and then Later on, DOS mm-hmm. to people. She has said that Keith was somewhat of a mentor and helped her cope with like fame and the pressures of being a public figure. One of the articles that I read referred to as the Tom Cruise of Nexium. So basically, just comparing her status nexium and dos that tom cruise gives to scientology okay yeah
1: i mean not the same but yes i get it but
0: like i know scientology yeah. and this is
1: different yeah like just, it's important just yeah. the, the fact the that notoriety. tom cruise
0: gives scientology this notoriety allison mack yeah. gave nexium this notoriety yeah. Absolutely. So as she got deeper into Nexium and with Keith, her personality changed. And around 2010 is when she said to have become more intimate with Keith. She started to drop weight, her complexion changed, and she was becoming more brainwashed by everything. Eventually, Mac herself, or Allison, I wrote Mac because... Yeah. That's what articles were doing. So I'm like, I'm just going to write their last name. Eventually, Allison herself had more than 50, more than 50 people who she blackmailed to sleep with Keith. And in order to do this, like, she would call them weak. And they were branded into her slave pot. I think it was 50 slaves that she had.
1: It's so scary because she's adorable and she's... She's a victim and she is a victim in this. But at the same time, she victimized, you know, it's so such a.
0: And that's just it. Like many people are torn on whether or not she is a victim. If she was manipulated and brainwashed by Keith or if she's a co-conspirator, conspirator. conspirator. It just it
1: it depends on I'm not going to get deep. But like in sex trafficking, that's what they do. They have other women who have been sex trafficked, who have been broken down. They're the ones who recruit. It is there is no choice in it. Yeah. You, it is what is that Stockholm syndrome? It yes. is full Stockholm syndrome, but you're still guilty to an extent because you did unthinkable things to other people. Like,
0: oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, I'm not saying she's not and like, she's not to blame for anything. I this. don't
1: think she's even, I don't think she has even like kind of been released yet. Like, she's still in it. I hope someday she is, but mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. Sorry, continue. No, that's, on. All, that's, <laughs> that's what I've got. Like, I said, that's yeah, it's a lot. That was a
0: lot for me. It was. <laughs> so if you have anything, you oh, want oh god, to interject, I
1: could go on and on and on about this, about this, We're but I know we to have timelines. I a, know. At a I know. Time. No, I know that like they had like weird sleep deprivation things that they had, and sleep deprivation and punishments and stuff that they had started off with early. Yeah. And they did readiness drills. So a readiness drill was any time of day you had to have your phone ready to go, and as soon as you heard like a readiness drill, you had to respond within thirty seconds, or you had a punishment. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting because. What happened later, which right before they got caught, one of the, um, I think the first line Daw. so it's like a pyramid scheme, first line, yeah. first group, yep. was about to buy cages Oh, for okay. punishment for not doing your sexual endeavors or your readiness or whatever you didn't do mm-hmm. while all the stuff, like the sex part was starting to become micromanaged basically by Keith. Yeah. Essentially, and that they were in torture devices. She, I know Ali Mac apparently had like um you know those dog collars for bad dog, not bad dogs, yes. but like my dog is um my dog's is a husky border collie cross, and she's intense. So like we had one of those choke collars because it was the only thing that like and now if we put it on her, we don't ever have to use it. She just stands really good like yeah. that for herself. Yeah, it just um was starting to get deep into like the self punishing and pendants and stuff. Yeah, Like it was about to get really nasty. Oh yeah,
0: like there was. There was tons more that I read, but I'm like, okay, this is like an it's hour so podcast. I much, can't, it's so much. I can't do everything. So, I have to just like so, I said, scratch the surface of this. Yeah.
1: So when you hear sex trafficking, it's basically you're having sex against your these women were having sex mostly against their will or were indoctrinated or yeah. had Stockholm syndrome they had been groomed for it just like children are groomed for sexual perversions like it's it's not black and white like people seem to think like oh there are adults they can have consensual sex like clearly with the me too movement that's not true right and it's just he was really sadistic and maybe it took a long time for him to really bring some of his desires to the surface and maybe it took a lot of getting where i wanted to go but it's intense it is He he did even say I think in one of the things that he wanted to get like I have the quote written somewhere. It says that he wanted to like have so many people in DOS and they had to like upload pictures like Facebook profiles of people and send them to him for approval to become this is like slaves of slaves of slaves. They
0: even had to like take pictures of themselves and send it to him. Oh yeah. He only wanted like crotch shots kind of thing
1: yeah india says in the in seduce that she had to like pull over because he wanted a crotch shot right now and she would have to do penance if she didn't pull over her car and take a picture and take off her panties in a car i hate the word panties. i know so does mike that's why i said it um hate it and uh creepy and icky what do you like
0: underpants just say underpants
1: i call it my gitch that's i don't know what i call it i call it underwear um but He said that he wanted to, he wanted to be like, have important members, so important under DOS with collateral that he'd be so effective that he could change the presidential vote within in four years. That's the quote. He wanted to like have that many influential women.
0: So do you have anything else that you want to add? So I have nothing else. My brain is broken.
1: No. But what do you think though? Like, what do you, like, I don't know. What do you think of it all now that you're like, I
0: just, deep. I think for the, the whole time I was doing this, And until, like, I think it was one of the last articles I came across, I just wanted to know why these women did what they did, why they decided to join this. And it wasn't until I found that last article that explained that they had to give the collateral and sort of agree to all this before they even knew what it was. And when they explained that the women thought that it was going to be like a motivation kind of secret society where Mm -hmm. they were going to help them with their goals and all this. Yeah. then I kind of got it and especially if they were already brainwashed and stuff anyway mm-hmm. then I understood so more, is how it okay, comes this is, from this is why it It happened like this. It wasn't just all of a sudden these women decided, yeah, I'll join a sex cult. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll do this. I'll get branded. And he
1: had been running prior to this DOS even started. He had been running seminars talking about how rape wasn't a real thing. And like he was already saying rape isn't real and there's no such thing as victimization. And you create you're at cause. You create your own victimization. They were already saying all this stuff for years in these seminars prior to this even being a thing. Like, I don't know if this was on his agenda prior or if he was like this opened up the doors for him. but these people were already like linguistic programming they were already being programmed to accept it and if you i don't love um the sexual assault stuff that really i i'm really uncomfortable with it i'm very sexually liberated but i'm uncomfortable with sexual assault and Mm -hmm. he like he if you watch seduced when india explains it as well like she's actually pretty well spoken about it and how like you know it was about pushing past your comfort like it's about getting past your comfort level and keith would like he did oral sex on her and he was like fixing her oh and she was like this wasn't sexual it was power and when you yeah. hear about people's derelictions like murderers anything it's about power it's not about sex right you know and yeah. you, you get murder boner <laughs> that's terrible you get murder <laughs> boners murder off boner. of murder it's not necessarily sexual but it is like it's the power not yeah. the not the sexual act right, right anyways it's deep and I, I mean I wasn't I was in love with it because it's not in love with it but like it's just so much and it's so dramatic and it's so like it's just so intense but yeah for me it's been like months of kind of like following watching this here or there <laughs> to shove it into like a
0: two hour I feel like you it's wanted to do this podcast just so you could, talk, could talk about, about NXIVM
1: that's because I wanted to talk about it all the time people were like explain it to me and I was like "It's too difficult to start at like just, you need I'm to do your give, own research on Nexium. I'm gonna
0: give people my notes and be like, yeah, here, here you just go. Just read what I
1: have. Hopefully, we're like good and clear. Actually, you did it. You did a really good job. It's, you probably didn't feel as good about it as you did, but you sounded good. You okay, good. I'm glad. Nice and linear. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, and because that's how
0: I need to listen to something. Yeah, I, I can't organized.
1: That's yes. one of the reasons I wanted to do it too. One of the reasons I wanted to do the podcast. Sometimes I just want you to take out all the bullshit. and yeah. Just tell me about it.
0: Yeah, just tell me the yeah. story. Yeah. Even though we sometimes just have bullshit and we go off on tangents, but that's okay.
1: Okay, but it's fun. You have to. That's yeah. what makes the podcast fun. Do you have a throwback? My throwback is Gem and the Holograms. Ooh, I love it. Do you know last week I was like my name
0: backwards is
1: Gem and I love it <laughs> and I'm going to start going by Gem.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not gem, even joking. This is really happening. Gem starts with a J in
1: the yeah, show. Yeah, I
0: know. You're more like Gem the Diamond. Yes. Or like a Gem Stone.
1: I know. It's still not better than Gem in the Holograms.
0: Gem is truly 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 amazing
1: i i'm shocked i mean i know they did a movie recently but it i'm shocked sucked. i know it sucked and i'm shocked it had
0: nothing to do with the cartoon i'm don't I even know. get me started I know, on I know, that I know. stupid movie
1: i know but i'm just shocked that like it just feels like a very relevant thing for kids of today i feel like kids would love Jen. it's a great
0: cartoon like it's a strong female figure she runs this like foster home for girls and
1: yeah she's
0: like owns the starlight foundation and I have a gem tattoo on my arm. Can I see? Well, not right now. It's under my
1: sweater. Oh my. Okay. I'll show you later. I feel like, I don't know the date aspect of that stuff. I'm sorry. I talk a lot all the time. But it's glamour and glitter, fashion,
0: fame, gem. Yeah. Gem is excitement. It's fun. It's like, like, gem. Yeah keep
1: going it's like Elton john david bowie and all the wonderful magical mystery tour you can picture but but girl power
0: and the misfits who just wanted to ruin everything and they're like "Ooh, we're the misfits our songs are better but
1: (laughs) i know i love i i'm all for it i love it that's a good one Yeah. that's a good throwback
0: gem and the holograms i had a gem doll did you really yeah there's a picture of me on my fridge and i'm like because i got it from like my sixth birthday and my face is just like it's like i can't even believe that i'm holding this really like, it's not excitement on my face it's like disbelief
1: i don't even think gem was that popular back then like I it was but it it wasn't yeah it, the only thing that i hated about the
0: gem doll is that it was bigger than a barbie so you couldn't put barbie you couldn't just on like it. yeah you couldn't yeah that was what i felt there i was very annoyed by that that's the worst
1: yeah, so Jim and the good holograms. throwback. What about yours? Okay, mine is Drop Dead Gorgeous. Have you seen <gasps> it? Oh my gosh, my you have. Movie. Have you stayed at the the airport Hojo? I, yes, the Hojo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like when when people say that they've seen it, or I'm like, I know we were friends. I totally get it. No, I love that movie. It's it is so dark. I know it's, it's so dark. Um, it's so it is slotted in there with like my mean girls and yeah. I don't know it's it's one of those movies again I can't quote but somebody quotes it and I'm like oh yeah like I just I it's so good. We tried to watch it the other day me and Mike tried to watch it and our um PS3 because we're so oh. Because
0: we're so behind <laughs> in technology with all the kids. We just have a DVD player.
1: I know. We have a DVD player not hooked up in the basement. I was like, go hook the DVD player up. But then we got tired and, I don't know, we played like a card game and went to bed. But he's never seen it. And I think he would really? think it's funny. Well, he's he's very dude He like watches sports and... Oh, I love that movie. It doesn't surprise me that he hasn't seen it, but one of his best friends, who was in our wedding, mm-hmm. quotes it all the time. He's had it at our house. He's like, "We're gonna get together and watch this." And it was at our house for like a year. Mm-hmm. And then my cousin, who's one of my best friends, uh, yeah. also in my, <laughs> my in my wedding, my maid of honor, quotes it regularly to me because we watched it so much when we were kids. And I was just like, "Mike, I feel like you really need to watch this movie." I was like, "Let's get a little tipsy and watch this." <laughs> he, he still hasn't seen it. Really? Yeah, I. It's not a popular movie. I don't think people, it's not like Mean Girls popularity. It's I not guess. funny for everybody. It's funny for, it's like Fargo funny. I guess so. Because it's got the same accent.
0: Yeah.
1: Hacky. It's like funny. It. Drop Dead Gorgeous. If you, it's not even easy to find. You can't rent it on I iTunes. Have DVD. So do I. I own it. You can only watch it if you have the DVD. <laughs> can we stream a watch party or something? Let's sign off and have some All chips right. and wine and Drop Dead Gorgeous. Going to go watch
0: Drop Dead Gorgeous. All right. All right, so we're not superstitious.
1: But we're a little stitious. Bye. Bye.
0: You said bye. I didn't.